wins every day. So if you compete on Friday or Saturday, you build up quality sessions, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what have you. Uh, but you do that over a long period of time where you come to the point where you feel really comfortable in those situations. You trust yourself, you trust your body, that you're gonna be able to perform in that particular instance when it might seem to matter most, right? So how, how else do we, look, we build confidence besides uh, building up quality uh, practice sessions, visualization and imagery? So another uh, component to that is you know, thinking about a time when to help with your confidence. You were performing at your peak level, your MVP level, whatever that is for you. And when you're performing at that level, how did you feel? What did you think? What was your body doing um, at that time? And you start believing or you start thinking about those times where you did have successes throwing. And it's not something that you just think about at the meet at that time. It's something that you have to think about and practice over a long period of time. It's not a quick fix when we talk about mental imagery and visualization techniques and, and, and what have you. It really does take a little bit of um, work to be able to um, get to that level where you're not just going to turn on the switch before the competition and voila, you know, we're there. So those are two, two tips about building, you know, trying to enhance your body language and how to carry yourself at competition. Uh, the other piece had to do with uh, like the gear and the materials uh, that you had. So for table tennis, having the right table tennis equipment uh, was also uh, an indicator to your competition that they should be fearful or intimidated uh, or that they reported that they were fearful or intimidated because of how the athlete looked. Uh, so in track and field, I mean, at, at the D3 level, I think 99.9% .9 of everybody has throwing shoes. Uh, you know, uh, hammer weight gloves can be different, how people tape their wrists, their fingers, uh, but you can carry yourself in a certain way that projects confidence, that projects, well, you know, people are going to pay attention to that. And uh, that you know, anecdotal intimidation before warm-ups. For some, it might work. For others, it might not. Uh, I've seen it happen both ways, where throwers hit big marks in warm-ups, and it kind of puts the competition on alert. And then a thrower hits a huge mark in the competition, uh, basically replicating or far surpassing the throw that they had before. And and the competition really isn't able to respond. But I've also seen on the other side, big throws and warm-ups don't necessarily lead to big throws in competition. Poor throws and warm-ups can lead to big throws in competition. So it's gonna be different for everybody. But I just thought that was interesting about body language, you know, what the research suggests in uh, the sports, psychology, sports psychology literature when it comes to how we carry ourselves. Now, if she held her head up, if she felt a little bit more confident in her ability to throw in that particular moment, could the outcome have been different? Maybe, uh, but we, we will never know now. And when they released the list for nationals, uh, the 
two athletes that were tied for 17th. One of the athletes is going to nationals. Um, and the um, theory or what what I got from the, the coach when I asked him you know, how they decided was that the other thrower hit their mark first earlier in the season. Even though the other thrower's second, third, fourth, fifth best marks were better, earlier in the season, which uh, they think is why the other athlete is going and not his athlete. But. So that's it for body language. I mean, it's a really interesting dichotomy. It's really interesting, you know, when we look at those uh, types of situations, how athletes perform in competition um, and how they carry themselves on the exterior um, and how that influence competitions. We talked about a couple of strategies in regards to uh, how to build confidence with uh, banking small wins. There's always a silver lining in practice. And to all my athletes, there's always something um, that you can garner from your practice. There's always something that you can learn from and build upon. Uh, that's a win for the day. And mental imagery. Thinking back to times when you were performing at your best peak performances, what that felt like, what that sounded like, how your body felt, and you try and replicate those feelings in competition to give yourself a little bit of a confidence boost because you have performed well at one time, you did hit this particular mark, you were competing well under pressure, that should help um, alleviate some of those um, body language uh, issues that you might have in competition. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Inferna, and have a great day.